your traps, little my nigga, I feel sorry for you. Sorry, nigga. Cause we banging hand to hand, getting it in them holes. I'm talking transactions, CDS, them distributions. We going hard with this shit, we need our restitution. I love my nigga, so I do whatever for my dog. Nigga, say he need me and I got him, he'll never fall. I'm coming in the clutch, something like I'm Kyrie. You niggas bluffing, man, I wish you niggas would try me. Be down. And guess what? We need answers. All right, We Need Answers podcast. We finally reached 100, episode 100. I told y'all about last week's episode was supposed to be 100. So if you haven't, please check it out. It's a real good one. I have my mother on here. Some real good conversation. But 100, finally hit that milestone. Got some more content, some more merch, as you can see. <laughs> some more events coming. A more a lot of everything coming in. Please stay tuned. I appreciate everybody that been rocking with me and keep rocking with me. If you got any suggestions or anything you want to see, please let me know because I'm open to all of that. And um just so happened, as I keep telling y'all that I got this promo and these commercials for y'all to promote whatever y'all need, whatever y'all want. My man, my man forever straight clothing. You check them out on my episode Hood to Hood, Lakeland area. My guy reached out. And now I got my commercial for Forever Straight Clothing. If you ever watch Million Dollars Worth of Game, you see Wallow and Gilly talk about Amsterdam and all that shit. Uh, it's cool cussing. Go ahead. <laughs> Amsterdam and all that. We got we got uh, we got a, a special guest in the background. That's why I asked about that. But um, you hear them talk about the Amsterdam and all that. Well, my special commercial. Check out Forever Straight Clothing, located on 3581 Washington Boulevard. The store open Monday through Friday, appointment only, Saturday through Sunday, 1 o'clock to 6 p.m. Check my man out. If you out of town, you want to get some of that Baltimore wear, check him out. Check out that episode, too. He talked about how he got started. Please check in with my guy, Forever Street Clothing. He going to make sure you looking good, fly, fresh, all of the above. Got the summer sets, all that is different from everybody else. Forever Street Clothing. At Follow on Instagram at the number four, E-V-A-S-T-R, the number eight, underscore, underscore. And I'm going to put it in the bio. I'm going to put in the caption on Instagram. I'm going to put in my story on Instagram, and I'm going to put it on the YouTube. So ain't no excuses. Forever Street Clothing. Check my man out. All on a page. You want to see it, follow this page. So if you can't find the spellings on all of the bios and all of the comments, all that. Forever Straight Clothing. I'm going to beat it in y'all head. Because I keep telling y'all I'm doing commercials and y'all ain't been trying to do no promo. But now we got the promo. So yeah, my man, he, he fucking with me. So we here. Forever Straight Clothing. Follow. All right. So, like I said. <laughs> like I said, episode 100. I got my cousin in here, Ashley. Ashley's been on another episode, the head stylist episode. That was a fun one, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, fun. We had a good time on that one. So check that out. Just to uh, check that out and um, check out Ashley's salon. Check out her work, her page. But today we talking about something different today. We talking about a more serious topic. We talking about mental health and how important it is. We talk about this a lot on this show. We talk about trauma a lot on the show, all that. But... I don't think we ever really tapped in with this this part of uh, mental health because it's very important. It's very serious. And we got to, um, I think as a community and as a people, we got to hold each other accountable 
and our family members, peers, and friends. Because you can catch up on stuff or you might think something going on or whatever, and we might be reluctant to reach out or to give advice or to help somebody. You just might go off of the way. Like we talk about, we talk about, um, <laughs> we talk about, uh, families and how families deal with issues a lot right. and it might be the way that they were raised or or so forth it might be about how they've been raised but it's not the right way like we gotta break generational curse and break um the culture just the culture yeah. of just saying stuff and and, and you know dealing with, words yeah words. technical words exactly. like bipolar and stuff like that not using it and being cautious of how you use the word right so before you go, so we, so the, this, that's the purpose I think we're going to touch into is just about knowing what to look for and knowing how to treat things and dealing with people the right way and all of that. So, um, you can introduce yourself and tell, and then go into why it's important is why it's important to, um, why mental health is important to you. Right. So, okay. Um, I'm Ashley. On Instagram, um, you can follow me at HDB Hair. I do own a salon in Mount Vernon called Salon de Renee, um, right on the corner of uh, Miami and Howard. And uh, it's funny how we touch on the base about mental health because I want to say last month was Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And me and Mook was kind of busy about timing and meeting just to get this uh, episode aired so you can basically understand the gist of mental health and what to see how the experience personal experience is not just what you see on social media and just people playing around using the word bipolar or whatever the case may be like i grew up in a household with my mother who suffered from mental health issues mainly uh bipolar and schizophrenia but it technically really started um i want to say around the age of 10 but it didn't really come out until around like 12 and but it was like more so like what's happening to my mother mm -hmm. you know you go from like a loving mother taking care of her children to like signs of her not talking and being distant and not mm -hmm. sleeping mm -hmm. noticing like she making like little rituals mm -hmm. <laughs> uh then it was more so like she started to talk to herself mm. And I was what, like um, 12 when it got worse. Mm. So I was in middle school and I'm like, okay, how do I go about, you know, keeping my mother issues a secret and still attending middle school and still being a normal kid mm -hmm. around the neighborhood that mm -hmm. I grew up around, right. which is like basically you grew up around a project area. It's more embarrassing mm -hmm. to allow your friends to see your parent like this but right. i was more embarrassed about her condition than anything because i didn't really understand what was going on right it was just me her and my brother right in the house and like she just deteriorating in her health and it was mm -hmm. just like what can we do right like to help her but not understanding how we can get her the proper help mm. so what so so paint the picture like how it started and what you noticed like tell me tell me what was happening so like um just like a clear just of my mother had like was dating uh a guy around the town when everything was going on so it was just like he stopped coming around mm -hmm. so i don't know if it was the breakup that mm -hmm. triggered her to basically go off on the deep end mm -hmm. 
So after the breakup, it just me, her, and my brother. Mm. And then we was noticing like patterns of her, like not really changing her clothes. She wearing the same outfits, um, her talking, and then like the talking part just became like rambles. Mm. So just like, all right, she rambling, like what she trying to say, what she's bringing up distant families that we don't really know about or family members that we never met mm. or deceased family members mm. or she has said like some off the wall crazy stuff mm. to certain family members but it would be like a triggering look that she would give people like she would look super nice and mm. then she'll turn around and just give you like this stare Mm-hmm. But the stir was like a stir to kill. Right. <laughs> and you were like, why are you looking at them like this? And she and she had like snapped to herself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, okay, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like a triggering effect after that. Mm-hmm. Like I recall like growing up before this happened, my mother did drink. Mm-hmm. It was like beer, whatever the case may be. But it wasn't around when stuff starting to like come out. Mm-hmm. With her condition, it was more like she was drinking more. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you drink a little bit too much while you're drinking. And then she had a, a shellfish allergy. Mm-hmm. And with the shellfish allergy, she started like trying to eat um, shellfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't eat shellfish, you're right. going to get sick. <laughs> or Just you doing get, it. You might get hurt, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But we lived in one household and we from that household we moved like around the corner mm-hmm. and i like once we moved around the corner it just got worse okay it was like this eighth like i was eighth grade ninth grade period mm-hmm. and ninth grade it was just like summer um with my friends and we was noticing like she'll leave the house mm-hmm. When she leave the house, like, all right, she going around bothering people and saying little stuff and, like, doing, like, little stuff. And I don't know what was it about me, personally, it was, like, she gravitated towards me because it was just me and my brother in the household, Mm -hmm. just me and him. But it was just always, she had an issue with me. Mm -hmm. Just, she always had something to say to me. Like, aggressive. Yeah, it was, Mm -hmm. like... I come home from school and she do like a little hand movement thing in front of me as I'm walking through the door. And I'm like, my, come on, please. I'm getting home from school. Right. I don't know what's going on. And that's like, a lot to deal with at a young age. At what, 13? Yeah. Like just to experience something like that. And this is like in-depth details that a lot of people don't really know. Right. Like even my close friends don't really know my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Some people know, but everybody don't know. So did no? Did anybody around you know that this was going on? Like, like family and all that. Did they know? Family didn't know the like the gist. They mm-hmm. knew that something was going on my mother mentally. Mm-hmm. Like they knew, like, oh, my mother's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like she was just characterized as she's crazy. crazy. And that's that's what that's what I was saying in the beginning. Like that's is always something like things happen and people label things. And it's just, that's what it is. Like, if it's not normal, you're crazy. Right. And we'll just leave it at that. Right. So, with that, with you, y'all not y'all knowing that this ain't normal and this was going on, did anybody, like, try to figure out what was happening? Or did she try to seek help? Or did she just move as this, this is just regular for her? Right. So, that that's another thing that people don't really understand is mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, mental health, technically, they're on their own. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, resources to, hey, hey, this person is suffering from this illness, how can we help them? Right. Like, 
when I say like the law is like really set up to basically they gotta harm themselves or someone to get a police to come to your house mm -hmm. and have them evaluated and go to the hospital. It's not like, hey, can I call a doctor or mm -hmm. can I call a case manager or can I call someone to say, hey, my mother's not taking her medicine. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Right. It's it's like it's a lot. <laughs> so when she when was it that she went and actually got like seen and then they they um diagnosed her so it took all right from let's see i'm gonna say 13 between 13 and six i i left at 16 because mm -hmm. between 13 and 16 it, it was bad mm -hmm. it was like bad to the point that it was like physical abuse mm -hmm. on me mm -hmm. that that i was like okay I uh, can basically lose my life in my mother's hands mm -hmm. and how like I stayed around because that's my mother and I mm -hmm. love my mother mm -hmm. and it's like it took her to technically push me out mm -hmm. like she put me out mm -hmm. at 16. Right. So it was like she put me out she took my keys I done nothing like when I say I didn't do nothing to her I had like a really good support system like um one time I did run away because it was just too much for me it was mm -hmm. overwhelming one of my really good, good childhood friends let me come over and stay the night. One of my friends let me stay until um, I went with my aunt at 16. Mm -hmm. So like technically 19 was the age that I actually found out what she was really diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. So just imagine a 14-year-old um, girl, mm -hmm. middle school, high school student, don't really understand what's really going on with her family remember mm -hmm. her mother at that mm -hmm. mm -mm. and um finding out talking to a case manager at 19 mm -hmm. and the case manager is breaking down everything and the gist of everything to say okay this is what she's diagnosed with mm -hmm. and i'm 19 years old so that stretch of time is like a long time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a very long time. Was it too late at by that time, or was it like it, it was still was, repairable? No, because oh. it's dealing with like health issues. How can we fix somebody? We can't technically fix them. So it's just strictly medicine to try to make it not bad. Yeah, that's what sedate they, them. Yeah, and keep them calm and whatever. Cause like, cause it was moments where she wouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. Like this is before. I found out her actual conditions like she wouldn't eat. Like, like for periods of time. Yeah. Mm. Or she just when I'm talking about like stay up, like she'll stay up all night. No sleep. No sleep. Or she'll sleep through the like she'll stay up all night and sleep during the day. Mm. Then it went to her throwing away food. Mm. She'll like throw away food, clothes. And I, it was just weird. Mm. Weird stuff. Like she would just do out the blue. Mm. And um just not me not sharing it with people mm. it was just like i had my episodes of going through the people that i went through with and then when i moved with my aunt when i was 16 it was like okay i still gotta check on my mother yeah i just gotta be cautious of what i do around her because she can snap on me yeah. like <laughs> one time uh this was when i was in school and i like let me go pass and check on my mother because i was going down uh B triple C down the harbor mm -hmm. when it was the location was open. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me go check on her just to see how she doing. I haven't seen her in a while. And I come there, check on her, and she um snapped on me. Mm -hmm. 
and we got into a physical fight. Oh, like wow. I had to get my neighbor <laughs> to break it up. Yeah, and I was like, the only thing I could tell them is call the police because right. this at this moment is like they can't. They already knew what she was already going through. It wasn't like they calling me and say, "Hey, your mother gonna do this or anything like that." So at that time, I'm like, "All right." You got to call them because mm -hmm. if you don't call them and try to be honest, worse. it can get worse. Yeah. So at this point, like during your childhood, is it like depression for you? Or was it like periods where it's like you couldn't enjoy your youth because you worried about this in the back of your mind? I had to basically like uh, step up in a position to technically take care of my mother. Mm -hmm. So I never, I had, I got the chance to experience my youth, but in a different way. Okay. So mm -hmm. like, I still enjoy my friends, mm -hmm. but in the back of my mind, I'm just like, well, how I'm worried about my mother. Yeah. Like this is my mother. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, when you left, she was just there with your brother or. Yeah. So how it, was that for him? It was, the the relationship between her and my brother was basically um like they was best friends oh so he will he wouldn't have the same story for him no that's crazy like no not at all not oh. at all oh so she just let you have it yeah i think it's mainly because that she had this thing with my father mm -hmm. and i favored him i favored my father more than my brother Okay. So I don't know if it's their personal relationship that they had growing up mm -hmm. and um, me favoring him more. Mm -hmm. um, basically, just like, I, I I don't know if it was because of their personal relationship and her being madly in love with my father and him leaving her. Mm -hmm. So in the back of my mind, I thought that, hey, maybe the relationship between my mother and my father was her trigger. Yeah. And he left her with two kids and she lost her mind mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. that's who she was in love with. But, you know, later on in the years, I did seek therapy and my therapist was like, well, technically she probably was already experiencing this issue. Mm -hmm. It just probably never came out. And it probably elevated once that happened. It got worse once that happened. It probably was the start. And I don't know if it was the other guy that she dated too, because I, I was too young to really understand that yeah. relationship. Yeah. To figure out like hey did he trigger my mother it could have been a trigger too true true so that's that's why i guess in, in therapists and in, in, um talking to people and seeking help early is, is super important because it's possible that this could have been avoided because if the therapist said that she might have been having this issue before but, but you gotta think i'm 12. right no i'm, I'm not saying for you <laughs> right. i'm just saying for people period like if out if, if individuals and families i feel like now it's more it's more talked about now so exactly. you and you got more more um access to it and it's more available and there's more ways you can get it without sharing it with people too right but then you gotta think one like one common issue that i noticed that i witnessed with my personal experience is family only want to be involved in certain areas true so true. it's like hey that's true. not my problem um it's not my problem you know, mm. hey, I can help in little areas, but what extent can you help this mm. young girl? Like, I will, to, to be honest, one client, I, my client, um, her name Kawanda, she was a police officer mm. for Baltimore City at um, the time. And I was like basically sharing everything that I was going through. Mm. And I'm like, well, 
I just want to get my mother help. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, well, basically, I had to lie, mm-hmm. in other words. Like, mm-hmm. I had to make a whole fake police report. Mm-hmm. And she told me how to do it, where to go to, and do everything. So mm-hmm. I had to go to the district, lie, get a police report. From the district, I had to go to the courthouse on North Avenue mm-hmm. and present it in front of a judge. Mm-hmm. So they can approve her evaluation. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, they read over everything. And they was like, okay, we're going to send the officers to go pick her up. And what was they going to be doing? Picking they, up to do what? To take her to get evaluated. Okay. So it's like, usually with the evaluation process, te- technically it's like a three-day process that they have them in like the psycho mental area mm-hmm. of the hospital and monitor them and give them medicine just to see how they're doing. But with that, that comes with how long we can keep them there. And what I personally believe is it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's always money. Right. Always money. You get what I'm making. Yeah, I, I worked in mental health ever since I got out of college from like 2012 to like 21 to damn near 20. I, and it's always a money game. My point exactly. So they don't really be caring. They don't. They don't really that's, that's, that's the point of the making. Cause like I, I will lie to you and I mean, my brother, went they called us in it was like okay hey you know she's ready to go i'm like no she's not mm-hmm. like my mother knew how to play this little role yeah. she would be fine like hey i'm doing good i can i'm ready to go home mm-hmm. let me do what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. no when she come home it's going to be a 360 360 she want to take the medicine mm-hmm. i would say out of the entire time when she was here she probably had like a good run of like two years that she ain't had no issues mm-hmm. And how old were you in these two years? I was in my early 20s. Oh, okay. I was in my early 20s. Like, when I was in my pre-teens, it wasn't. Like, so she was wasn't it, on no medication. It was peaceful with you and her in them two years? Kind of, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because this was like, I'm um, say, the evaluation time with me and my brother literally begging the doctor, mm-hmm. like, don't let her go. Right. Like, I'm talking about crying. To let her go? Not to let her go. Like, come back out? Don't let her out. Okay. She needs to be here longer than three days. Right. And they're like, oh, no, she's doing good. No, she's not ready to come home because when she come home, it's going to be back to her doing whatever she want to do. Mm-hmm. So how was it? So you said your brother didn't get the, I guess, the abuse that you got. Right. But he's seen what was going on. Yeah, he's seen it. So what was his reaction to what was happening? Then? Like, he didn't involve, like... My brother was timid mm. in his own little way. And it was like he tried to, hey, my stop. Mm. Stop my, mm. stop my, my stop. Mm. But it was like she that wasn't enough. Right. Mm. So it was just like I'm enduring all of this pain and this on, your own. on my own. Right. And it's like, hey, you're my brother and you're not even helping me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did that been build like some resentment towards him a little bit? No. Okay. Mm-mm. You just, that just I just know it. my brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> so okay, it's like okay. you, you knew what to expect. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha, Even gotcha. Yeah, I love him dearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Of course. Shout out to Lil Rug. <laughs> shout out to Lil Rug. Yeah, I. Do. I mean that as if like, you know, um, animosity like that. No. I just meant like you know when certain things like that happen, it's kind of like you don't even realize who you who you had got resentment to or, or animosity to because. You're feeling so much at one time. Right. So it get chaotic. Right. And technically, my animosity went towards my dad. Okay. 
Okay, which makes sense. It did because sense. literally the time when she put me out and uh, called my sisters and I called him, like I came to him for help. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally at my friend's house. Her mother is sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's like she had a spare bed for me to stay in. And like only a little people know this, but but this is what I experienced with me calling my father for help. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew. Mm-hmm. My, my father knew. Mm-hmm. He didn't what was know going that. on? He knew what was going on? Right, but he didn't know the extent. Okay. So it was like we we, we had a relationship, but we didn't have that relationship for me to say, hey, daddy, this is what's exactly going on. Mm-hmm. Hey, I called him. All right, my mother put me out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And his exact words was, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, Hey, you tell your sixteen-year-old daughter who just got put out on the street, mm-hmm. this like I'm, I need help. Right. Like that, that right there, I held that against him for a very long time. Well, I would, I wouldn't expect otherwise, because that's that's um, who else you gonna go to? Very long time. I don't know how my aunt got involved. Who, however, this my mother's sister, mm-hmm. but she came and got me. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how, exactly how it happened, but yeah, I held yeah I held that against him for a long time. So how did how did y'all repair that? Oh, you man. and your father. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Get it? Okay, okay. <laughs> but we repaired it. Okay, good. That's that's all. That's all. That we matters. did, but I didn't really go into details of it. Okay, like, but okay. I did. You know, but, I had to go. So, would, would you? Would, did you experience experiencing this and knowing signs to look for? And um, I feel like when when people experience people or things where any kind of like mental health issue, whether it's severe or, or small, you notice it in other people. Oh, definitely. So so what what did you what did this open your eyes to within other people? Like, I mean, we in Baltimore City, and I'm I'm working downtown, so I have like a heartfelt sympathy for people of that see like with mental health issues. I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. I wish I can help them. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's you want to help it's like it's no resources to help them true and it's like you got to be careful right i want to see that how you want to help them because yeah. it's, it's weird that you said this is this lady came past the salon like um a couple of weeks ago i lied to you not mm-hmm. she had like an older tour mm-hmm. you kind of saw she had it together she's she probably kept herself together mm-hmm. and i i'm talking about it was like a flashback with oh, my mother. mother, I lied to you not because yeah. she was like talking real weird and asking me questions like, "Do I know such and such?" And do you know this? I'm like, "No, yeah. ma'am." Right. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, let me keep my distance. She can right. swing with me a little bit yeah, or something." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just don't know. And um, it just the like piggyback on like with my mother, mm-hmm. what um me not being in the house with her and me moving into my home at one point. This is like before she passed. And um, I purposely used to drop her on her medical records mm-hmm. because, you know, my close friends were like, hey, you know, she having a moment. You probably got one come down here. Mm-hmm. So I used to keep her medical records in my glove box mm-hmm. just in case if they call me, I can like, hey, this is proof. Right. Because, you know, sometimes officers aren't trained mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. to treat these type of people. Mm-hmm. They think like, hey, let's lock them up and throw them in the cell. Yeah. And which happened Quit. to her mm-hmm. one time. Like one of my um, really good friends reached out to me. Like she got into with a lady in front of the dollar store for over like fifty cent, mm-hmm. and one assaulting a lady, mm-hmm. hitting her in her face. I I was telling her I was like, hey, 
whatever you do, don't let them take her to jail. Because mm-hmm. I'm working off of Rogers. I'm coming from Rogers to come all the way downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, got, I didn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. By the time I got there, he already was like, hey, she's going down Central Bookings. I'm like, what do you mean? Right. She's not supposed to go to Central Bookings. Yeah. You got to take to go somewhere that's going to help her. Johns Hopkins, which is really up the street. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, go have paperwork. He was like, well, it's too late. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did we even get to this point of me doing all this? And it was just like, his response was like, he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And don't. I'm like, all right, yeah. we, we get it. We want to make sure that she did assault the lady and mm-hmm. the lady goes to the hospital. And it was just like, I had a moment of like, all this just happened for her to do i guess the little 24 hours that she did there mm-hmm. and i told the office i said well when she go up for whatever she have to go up for make sure she's released to me mm-hmm. he was like all right i'm gonna make sure make sure but she probably didn't because my mother was able to lie her way out so so when you say that <laughs> she she knows when to turn stuff yes, when to turn. Like, so so if she really wanted to be normal you think she could probably yeah I'm telling you, she like I don't know how she did it, but she gave them a false name. Hmm. She didn't give them her name; she gave them a false name, <laughs> and they released her on her own recon. Yeah, and um, this was like because this is all with because my mother wanted to pass in in the time frame of me explaining, hmm. and this incident probably was like a week before she passed, hmm. and I had my moment, and um, wow. when I went to um, what was it? Try to pick her up. She was already home. So I had called my friend. I'm like, do you think she at the house? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to just wait around the neighborhood and see if I see her walking around. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, call me because I had like how I was her pay rep. Okay. So I still gave her her card to give her like a little bit of independence because mm-hmm. she, I, I felt like when I didn't give her a card, she felt like I was controlling her. Okay. So <laughs> giving her a little card and um that day when I got down there and you know she her, she snapped like mm. bad on me. I'm talking about like a few bitch and and I'm just like, okay, mm. all right. Mm. She got out of the car and she left that was literally like the last time I seen my mother. When was this? This was back in um uh two thousand eight. And the like, my biggest fear was she had a, a issue with wandering off, mm-hmm. and I, she didn't have a cell phone back then, so it wasn't like I can give her a cell phone. Yeah. I'm like, mom, where you at? Mm-hmm. So it was just like that last little moment was, and now right, like that was my 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 whole gist of, hey, she wanted too much. Mm-hmm. She go, she let her do whatever she want, right? <laughs> whatever she want, mm-hmm. however she wanted to do it, and that exact moment which was my last moment seeing her physically mm-hmm. um it was just it wasn't good mm. yeah that's that's tough for yeah. that to be your last moment so i wanted to wait to get this but now that we here, how did how did that affect you her, her past um it was hurtful mm. like uh I, me seeking therapy helped me understand because mm-hmm. I felt like if I didn't go to therapy, it would have messed me up even more. Yeah. And the therapy session was a way more clear understanding like, okay, you know what? I'm at peace. And then right after she passed, which is weird, mm-hmm. 
because I moved back into her house. Mm. I wasn't living there, but I moved back into her house. And when I moved back into her house, maybe two, three days, mm. um, me moving back into her house, and I, I had I, um, a dream. Mm-hmm. And it was so real in the dream. Like she came to me in my dream. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the dream I'm crying. And I'm like, Ma, what you doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. In the dream, and she she came to me. She was like, Ashley, um, I'm proud of you. Oh, okay. Um, okay. it was just like I'm proud of you, I love you, and mm-hmm. it was like her way of apologizing to me. Okay. So I, that I, was real. Yeah, it was. was I'm telling you, like, real, and I woke up, like, crying, but it was more so, like, I felt relief. Yeah. That was my question I was going to ask, was this a sense of relief, and not in a mean way, but when she passed, was it, like, a relief of not worrying no more, a relief of not, yeah, yeah, all that type of stuff? Because I was worried sick for her. And I would assume that, because it's like, what what you're saying now is like sporadic, it's like you just never know nothing, what's going on. Right. And you don't know what's going on, what can go on. Exactly. Even how around the time of how she passed and when she passed, it was saying like she befriended a local uh, junkie around the neighborhood, because I was always going on like, why is her money being spent up so fast? Right. So I'm thinking the lady was using her phone money to get out. Yeah. <laughs> the case yeah. may be. Yeah. But just knowing me having that, that dream, because it was kind of like technically my worst fit mm. being relived with her passing because I was worried about her so much and how it happened. Yeah. It was like, all right, all right. So um, uh, was it, was it, um, Traumatic to go back to the house? Like, did it bring back memories or um, you was okay going back? No. Okay. It wasn't. Okay. It was easy going back? A little. Okay. A, a little, that's what I'm saying. Because like, I would have thought it would have brought back like bad memories or something like that. It Because I didn't hold on to the bad memories. Okay. Which so is it good. didn't that's good. really like mentally affect me. I will say, like, growing up to the woman that I am now, I had like a really bad issue with people touching my face. Okay. So like if I'm dealing with somebody and mm-hmm. they want I'm like, uh yeah, like pulling like pulling back yeah, yeah. or pulling away. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just a, a little thing that I just was like real mm-hmm. like not cool with. Okay. Okay. But like just going back to the house, it wasn't like Yeah, I was nervous the very first time because of course the memories is going to be there mm-hmm. but I, I mean I, I sucked it up for a second right so if you don't mind sharing what was the exact thing she passed away from so like basically all her um, details and everything came back to me mm-hmm. because I was the person that handled all her stuff yeah so her autopsy came back as inconclusive mm. so it wasn't like an exact cause mm. of death in her autopsy but um, it was to say that she did have drugs and alcohol in her system. Okay. My mother did drugs when I was in elementary school. Uh-huh. Of course, it happens. She drunk. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, like, the whole thing with the lady that she befriended that was in the streets, the junkie lady, whoever she mm-hmm. was, probably was like, hey, you can try this and use that, spend her money up to get whatever they need. Yeah. I'm like, my mother ain't, why was my mother ain't touch drugs when I was, like, elementary school? I was 21. So it just don't seem like that was the, you don't think that's what really happened? No. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't. Well, a, if, if, if it was 
a, a, if she was in her same rightful mind, yeah. then no, she wasn't going to do it. Right. Right. If it's, it was different for us, like um, her not being on her medicine property, mm-hmm. I know for a fact she wouldn't touch you. Right. She might want to drug a little beer or something like yeah. that, but I don't. I know for a fact she wouldn't touch you. Is that something you still think about? Like, what was the cause? Or you just, you just I left I think that was my um um closure. Okay. In a way, I was a little upset. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, hey, at least they didn't say like a heart attack yeah. or something like yeah. that. Cause I yeah. probably would have been way more off right. about the re- the results of her autopsy. Yeah. But it was just like, well, all right, but I think um knowing how Mm-hmm. Kind of bothered me a little bit, yeah. And because was technically, in other words, my mother was found on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over West. Okay. When already passed and gone. Right. So it's like okay. that little part right there was just like, mm-hmm. all right, hmm, what you doing over there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I would like to know, but I'm like, hey, it maybe happened this way for a reason. Right. Right. Do you see like? The effects of, do you see the effects of what you went through with your mother come out in any any relationship in your life? What you mean? As far as like, you like you said, no touch my face. Like right. that's that's a part of the effects of that, uh, um, conflict with your mother. But yeah. like you know, I like if somebody deal with somebody like in an abusive relationship and they be like. This is this is why I am when I deal with guys or something like that. Is there oh. anything that that with your relationship with your relationship with your mother that you like you see come out in your relationship with other people? So I, what I'm gonna say, because I ain't really had that many relationships, but I mean not even not even <laughs> romantic like relationship with anybody like people. Period. Probably maybe I'm quiet. Okay. Okay. And to myself. Okay, that makes sense, and that, that's exactly what I meant. So you feel like that's because of that. It could be. Okay. I am, but I've noticed lately that I do communicate more. Than you used to? Yeah. Okay. And they'd be like, well, Ashley, you just so quiet and you just to yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was times when I was with my aunt and she, like, would try to, like, get me to be more open and, mm-hmm. hey, come around people. I was a little standoffish. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm what, 16, 17 at the time? Right. Trying to figure out, like, right. I'm in a whole new environment. Yeah. I'm coming from this chaotic environment. Mm-hmm. To a peaceful environment. Yeah, and that well, that was a helpful environment, though. Yeah, it yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, because I and and that's why earlier when I asked you, because it's like at a teen in a teenage age, it's like that's a lot to deal with. A lot. Go to school, right. do your work, still have your personal life, and then still got their baggage in the household. Right. So it's real. You got people that to deal with that. And they become violent towards people. No. And they lash out. <laughs> they take their they, they, uh, anger out on people that's dealing with that. But you just was quiet. Yeah. You were, I kind of like suppress. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Like suppress my yeah. feelings and my thoughts. And um, you said like brought up the whole thing about me going to school. Because it was like one time when I was in ninth grade, I missed like a whole week of school. I was going to ask you, did you, you, you miss school and all that? Yeah, oh. I did because... It got physical and I had like two black eyes. Mm. So it was just like, all right, hey, I can't go to school like this. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, I couldn't even really fully confine into teachers mm. or anything, like, because I was so more embarrassed. Yeah. And I didn't like, I didn't want to leave my mother neither. Right. 
That's a tough situation. Right, because my mother was, she was a good mother. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was a bad mother. Right. She made sure we had a place to stay. She gave us clothes. Mm-hmm. She took in my brother, like, literally spoiled us mm-hmm. and gave us and that's weird that i'm talking about this because before all this happened mm-hmm. she gave us so much right like we was spoiled to the point like when we went out we used to cry probably <laughs> and get it and get right. whatever you want it. right right so it's like she gave us everything and then it was just like a 360. Mm-hmm. it was like perfect mother and then it was like hey this is what she experiencing right so what's the difference? So you said she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, schizophrenia and bipolar. Yeah. What's both. the what's the that difference between the two? Like how can um, you if somebody watching this and you're like, well, I wonder if such and such happened. How how are they able to determine? Because the thing with that part, I think, is the individual. Okay. And how they display mm-hmm. the issues that they are experiencing mm-hmm. with them as well. Because like, I know what schizophrenia is like multiple personalities. I think so. And the bipolar part is a mood disorder. Okay. So, like, one minute you can be, like, your mood could be up here, then you Mm -hmm. can be low. It could be, like, it just depends on um, the person themselves. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I was telling you at the point she wasn't sleeping. Mm -hmm. That was just the sign that I've noticed Mm -hmm. was that she wasn't sleeping. And she, oh, another thing, she was, like, barely bathing Mm -hmm. at one point. Right. So it was like personal hygiene that she wasn't really keeping up with. Mm. So just like something as small as her wearing the same outfit every day. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Ma, come on. <laughs> Change your clothes. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. the whole talking weird thing is a huge sign. Like She was talking in different voices and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like it was like off the wall crazy stuff. Mm. Like, what did you just say? Right. Like cause it was like ramble and fast mm-hmm. and you can't make just of what was said. Mm. Right. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot. And then it's like, hey, how do you try to hide yeah. that? But then it's like, you can't, people can't really look in it. It, it just depends on if somebody, some, sometimes they be saying like people will do that traumatic experiences and it triggered them as well. Mm-hmm. I heard like people smoking or they getting stuff bad weed and lace mm-hmm. and next thing you know they smoke some bad weed and they just go off on the deep end yeah yeah that's why i'm i do what i do but i don't mess with nothing else <laughs> other than what i do because i'm scared of all that stuff hear that type of stuff I yeah i heard some like i i can find enough of my clients and he was like it's like they don't know what to do yeah and then sometimes people be having family histories of it so yeah. it's like a generational trait that's being right. passed down to other people and this is there any in your family far as like the, well i want to say i think it was just her mainly okay like yeah her mainly okay um so if somebody was listening to this and they was like might be experiencing the same thing or or something similar what would be your advice especially if they was your age the same age that you are when you discovered all this what would you advise i don't them? think they won't fully understand okay. or if the only way i can just basically just tell them they gotta confine in someone that they trust Mm-hmm. that can seriously be serious about them helping them mm-hmm. because it's like if my age was too young so it's like i'm a i'm a teenager how can i go to the places to get the help and they will look at me like what you mean mm-hmm. you know and it's like if they got that trustworthy person or family member that's like okay you know what let me try to help but sometimes you got people that's like they don't, like i was saying they don't want to get involved mm-hmm. and they just leave you in that situation so technically you defend for yourself true 
it's it's like it's kind of hard. So do you feel like if if you would have talked about this to more people earlier, you think it would have changed anything? I've, the people who know about it, they know about it. So I'm saying like, but other than them, because I like you say, I'm, it's not really. It ain't too much that an outside person could do, but right because you gotta remember how technically the law is set up. Mm -hmm. It's like they have to harm themselves or someone to really get the help that they need. So it's like, what additional help can that actual other person give them when mm -hmm. the law is already set up against you? Right. That's helping a person. Right. Okay. You get the one from, from. No, there? I get you. I get you. I just <laughs> like in my mind, I'm just thinking like. I know that people, I know what situation like that, like we both said, in that era and in that time, it's like, you keep stuff home. You don't really say stuff to too many people. Right. But I feel like even doing this and doing any other episodes, I feel like a lot of times, if we opened up more to more people, a lot of stuff could have been avoided. True. And I don't know for this situation. That's why I'm asking, because I, I don't know. Right, because I, I don't. don't. Yeah. It just depends on who they can find it to. True. True. So you would say if somebody was this, you would you would recommend them to confine into somebody they could trust. Yes. And share it with them. Yeah. But like I said, like I said earlier, it's way more resources and way more things out there that'll give you knowledge on what's going on now. Cause I'm sure when it happened and you experienced it was like foreign. Like nobody knew nothing about this or right. experience. Like you said, everybody just say crazy, crazy. Right. What's right. crazy is you just gonna <laughs> leave them crazy. Like yeah. everybody knows somebody in their neighborhood or in the hood is somebody that might walk around talking to themselves. Well, that's crazy, Mike, or crazy, whatever. Exactly. And leave it like that. But at the end of the day, if 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 somebody would have got to that person earlier, and not saying with the conditions your mother had, mm -hmm. but any kind of condition. If they would have got to him earlier, they might not have got further. Because I feel like once you accept certain things, you mm -hmm. become it. Sure. That's like if you're an alcoholic and you say, and, and, and you be like, um, you might not ever get help for being an alcoholic. But, and then you just say, I'm accepting. I'm an alcoholic. This is what I'm going to do until they take me out of here. Everybody right. around the way know me for being this person. And they got people enabling that. Alcoholic. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you got, but if you got somebody to say, yo, before they go down this deep end, like you gotta chill, like take some time, go this and do that. Like for instance, um, when I had the the episode with two of my homeboys on here about drug addiction, and mm -hmm. they was they was saying that um, uh, they was going down a deep end, mm -hmm. and and deep end far as like doing a certain drugs and going to higher drugs, and at a young age too. Wow. So it's like if they didn't catch on, but but at the end of the day, they lived the same way I live. So we know what's wrong. Right. You know you're doing wrong because right. you know we don't do stuff like that. And then you know the certain type of stuff that they're doing is certain people that do that. We don't do that type of stuff. So yeah. it just to a point where it's though if somebody just let them keep going and doing down that, it could have been worse. Yeah, could have. Or it could have been a thing of you know it's okay. He just turned into the junkie Mike that we know. So <laughs> it's just a lot. I just what I'm getting from this conversation is just paying attention to things and being aware of things and just right. doing it. But like I said, it was a completely different time. I think that's the most important point. The uh, time periods because mm, just like technically with me, early two thousands. Right. Right. And wasn't nobody talking about mental health and shit like that. Nah. So it's a different story. It's definitely a different story. No. What's, is there anything that if you could have changed back then, would you would have 
like with the whole everything that happened like is it something that you would have changed like for better or for worse with your mother and and how you handled it or how she handled anything if you could change something what is there anything you would have um i don't think i would okay because it happened the way it happened right it was just an uncontrollable situation that i endured right and technically overcame yeah over for sure time. definitely definitely because yeah. it could have been a lot worse it, it Hey, I could not be living right now. Yeah, yeah. It was sure. it was one moment I thought I was about to be gone. Yeah, I can seriously imagine. like because you gotta think is when I'm hearing it's like it's a point of do I want to hurt my mother but my mother hurting me. Right, that was the moment I was saying. Well, it was one moment that uh-huh. I had to like really sit there and think like I was about to give up. Yeah, I mean it's it was like a couple times I was like I really honestly didn't want to be here. And this was like probably 16. Like I couldn't mentally handle That's how, a lot for uh, a teenager. Yeah, like, hey, I'm enduring this type of pain and exposure. Mm. And I'm like, how do I overcome it? Right. You know? And how do you figure that out at a teenage, at 16 years old? Um, I made it. That's, that's <laughs> I salute you. I, I took my hat. Cause yeah, from what, technically the worst time was 12 to 16. So yeah. I endure like four years of help. So you feel like you grew up fast. Yeah. You jumped into adulthood fast. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I I was an adult at twelve. Mm. Yeah. And you was taking care of your brother too, type of thing. Yeah. House and everything. Yeah. Making sure that they was okay. Were people around you asking, like me, friends or people at school asking, like about your mother and things like that? Because you know it come up in like regular conversation. We- to be honest, no. Oh, okay. We just had our friendships. Okay. So it was just like, it wasn't like, hey, what's going on with your mother? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they probably, probably people in the neighborhood yeah. that's probably talking about her behind my back, but it wasn't ever brought to my attention. Right. So it was just like, hey, I still hung with my friends and did front and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, when she come around, it was like, I used to feel like all eyes was on me. Mm-hmm. When my mother used to come around, like, all right, Ashley, there's your mother. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, so everybody that knew knew, like, yeah, there she go. What's about to happen? She was she act out in front of your friends and stuff. Yeah. Oh. But to a certain extent. Okay. Like, okay. say a little crazy stuff. Yeah. And walk off. Okay. But it she ain't, she ain't never get physical. It was okay. like the physical stuff happened behind closed Private. doors. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know exactly what you mean, like uh. With a lot of stuff, it's it's crazy how stuff come full circle. Cause one of my jobs when I worked at, um, I talk about a lot on here. Shepherd practice school. It was a, the high school though. Well, not high school. It was a school, full of school. It was from kids from like very small ages to like maybe early twenties, mm-hmm. and um, they would you would notice their patterns because they knew when to turn that shit on and turn I out. I told you, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying it come full circle. Like, if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't know nothing about what we talking about. Right. But it would be times like, they, they, they know when it's like clockwork. I'm going to act out. I know they're going to come in here and try to contain me. And they'll do like, I remember this one kid. I was literally just talking about it. He was real heavy, uh-huh. but the medicine, he, he really was small. I think he was like 15. Mm-hmm. Before I got there, he was real small, skinny, and the medicine like pumped him up. That's what the same thing. My mother, mother, I'm telling you, she, by her not eating, mm-hmm. she wasn't picking up no weight, so she mm-hmm. was small. Mm-hmm. So when she got on the medicine, she her face was fat. Mm-hmm. She was like chubby, thick, okay. and like calm, yeah. and like 
herself. And uh, I'm just like, how did she get this like thing? Yeah. Like, look at you, the girl. The side effects of the medicine is crazy. <laughs> like this kid was like literally. If you would if you would have looked at this old picture, because they showed me the old picture, and they and they showed me how. He, well, when I met him, he was like 13. He looked like he's about 20. Like I solid, can believe it. Solid, and he would do this thing where as though. When he don't like see we working on stuff like working with their words with him yeah. going through the words and he'll do if he get frustrated he gonna wild out okay but he knows security about to come so he'll do stuff like he'll stand up and then fall down on the floor because you know <laughs> they gotta pick him up a oh, certain way really? and stuff like that so that's what I'm saying like they that's that's why like a lot of times but you know like I I guess it would be like um. You got your regular working people, mm-hmm. and then you got people that's like, I ain't dumb. I know what's up. Like, you right, got, right, like, right. us, like, niggas. Like, yeah. we know, like, <laughs> I know you playing with me right now, so I'm not about to feed into this type of thing. But it's like, they got this whole protocol thing, and they know when to turn this shit off. Right, on and on, like, I was telling you the moment when we was at the hospital and mm-hmm. explained it to the doctor, yeah. like, she's not ready. Right. Oh, she did great these three days. Yeah. She did what she's supposed to, and... We ready for her? Mm. No, yeah. this is this is not was we trying to like we like begging, don't let her go. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that that puzzled me, and I'll be curious about with mental certain mental aspects of mental health when it's things like that because if you know certain things like you know when to do this and do that, mm-hmm. you know when you cannot do that shit. Period. Right. So it's like, but as us in the, our culture and our community. You know, we don't have sympathy for certain stuff. It's like hey, right. that's why when you was asking me about was like what type of resources. Yeah. You gotta think about the sympathy part. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah. The yeah. lack of you have people that's sympathetic to the the circumstances that want to help you. Then you got yeah. people that's looking like they turning their cheek. Yeah. And just going about their business because they don't want to be bothered. Exactly. exactly. So it's like exactly. I feel like people wanna pick and choose. Mm-hmm what they want to be bothered with yeah. when it comes to this scenario you physically see right this person deteriorating in their health and it's like you just still turning the yeah. cheek you still turning the cheek right still turning the cheek like to honestly say back then if this was somebody that i didn't know i probably would be turning my cheek too true but you know at the but end now day, that you had this experience you would you think you still would or you or you would it it depends it depends on the person okay it depends, on the, it depends on the person. If it's a stranger, yeah, yeah I'm going to turn my cheek. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like I the lady expect, that just came to the yeah, salon was Because this is a dangerous situation. Right. When yeah. she came to the salon recently, I had to kind of like like position myself mm-hmm. when she was talking to me a certain way. Because I'm like, all right. Because you, yeah, you don't know what It could expect. be a, a moment you. she probably want to pull my hair. Yeah, yeah. Or make feel threatened. Because she, she just kept hitting me with these questions. Kept hitting me with the questions. Kept yeah. hitting me with the questions. And I'm like, don't make eye contact with her too long because she might think that I'm playing and mm-hmm. she can get physical with me. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. keep the door locked for a reason. Yeah, like, all right, let yeah, yeah. me kind of push out the door, right, right. but still listen to it at the same time. You're on point. You're on point. Yeah, because it just be. be like. Because you've been there before. Right. And I'm You'll like, be a fool not to be on point. Right. And then when, when I just seen her in that condition, I'm just like. Cause she came to the salon before, but she wasn't this bad. Mm-hmm. It was just like a little bit mm-hmm. of the mental health showing, but now it was like, oh yeah, she had like the papers and like the yeah. stench. It brought back memories like instantly. It did. Oh. It was like an instant flashback. And I'm just like, all right, actually get into the mood, you know what to do, but yeah. don't show her that you like, you trying to be real defensive. Right. So I'm just like, all right, let me just let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> get it out. Let <laughs> right. Out. So how much did, 
therapy help with how you deal with this and, and how you deal with um letting go of that? I lied. Like it, how, it was well, if you want to say like um percentages, whatever, far as how much I it gave me a eighty percent clarity on okay. how to how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm I kinda had to like basically just keep the mind frame of, you know, actually at the end of the day, it wasn't your fault. Because right. before her going into the episode that she was going into and before her coming to me, you know, I, I felt like yeah, it was my fault. Why? Because I think, like, I looked so much like my father. Mm-hmm. And it was like whatever hatred and hurt that she experienced with him, she was taking it out on me because she didn't get a chance to express herself to him. Is that what you felt or you got that from her? Like, she would say that? Um... That's yeah. That's what you some think. at some point she was saying little stuff like um, comparing me to my father, okay, or bringing up his side of the family. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like she bringing up his side of the family and saying little stuff about them. I'm like, what, lady? <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with right. I'm just in here regular, yeah. and you like snapping off at me about him, right? And I'm like, that's what I used to just always think, like, me because I favor him more than my brother. Mm, true. Way more than my brother. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's it was true. like, it could have been my face, but it could have been a constant reminder mm-hmm. to her hurt or whatever she went through with him and what she experienced with him. And it was like, hey, well, I can't take it out on him. Right. I can take it out on her. Yeah, yeah. So you you would say therapy. Um, it would have, how do you think you would be now if you didn't go to therapy? You think it'd be any different? Um, I think my understanding probably wouldn't be as clear, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't be um so, I guess, immune mm-hmm. to the circumstances if I didn't go. It affect I, you a lot more. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I definitely would say probably would. You still go? I haven't been. Okay. It was. It was when I went. It was a good like six months. Okay. And it was like weekly sessions that I was going. Since this is something that I feel like you don't hear a lot about, like schizophrenic and uh, uh, bipolar, you feel like it's something like you would, would you do like a um, non-profit or any kind of thing around It's funny that you say that Uh (laughs) because literally in the back of my mind, this has been a really big thought Mm. in the back of my mind. Like I kind of would have a passion to help them, Mm. but I'm like, do I got the patience? But I'm like, hey. I think it's worth a shot. Because you never know. <laughs> True. But this this is part of it, though. Like, you sharing this because you never know. Because you never know. I see this all the time. Like, you never and know why. I said that to myself. Like, I would mind doing, like, a nonprofit to help people. Yeah. But I'm like, if I do it, it's, it's going to be tough. But, but I think I have a, a... You got a story. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, think, I think that... um, I think... It's, it's different ways you could do it, though. Like, you could create awareness through stuff like this or events and stuff like that. Because when, when I attempted to do a um, nonprofit, my first, I did an event, me and my homeboy. Mm-hmm. But it was about him and his, um, he in a wheelchair. Okay. And it was about him, um, about the laws and things that people with wheelchairs don't know about. Like, um, mm-hmm. we, we, was, we did an event and it was, we had him and three other guys or two other guys that's the same situation, but we was just talking about how people don't know, you know, a lot of people in them situations don't know that they could drive 
They don't know about the laws. Certain oh, places right. they gotta have access for you to get in certain places. Well, all places, you gotta be able to get through every place. Like gotta be a ramp or a lift or things like that. And um, it was stuff I didn't know, right. and I felt like it was things that people in them situations don't know. And they also people that know about this stuff, but they give up so early because True. of that situation. So right it was a um, it was a thing that it created awareness, and we. I re- I don't I regret not going forward with it as much as I did, but at that time I, I had a lot going on. And I, I kind of like got sidetracked. I was right. more focused on trying to get some money, but um, <laughs> something I'm gonna get back into. But I definitely think that you should in some shape or form because, like like we both said, right. you see these type of things all the time, yeah. and people will just pass off. That's right. just crazy. And, and, and you saying that this literally like my first time really being transparent about yeah the endurance yeah. that i experienced yeah. so like people know the small stuff but they don't know like the deep deep stuff this is like my first time really going all in detail in details and that- i appreciate you <laughs> saying it because it's like i said like i always see like you never know watching and you never know who going through it could be somebody now that got this like how you said you only shared it with people that you trust yeah and it could be people that you talk to every day that never shared it with only people that they trust. Right. And it's like, you never know what's going on. It's yeah. like, oh, somebody else going through this. And then you'd be surprised. I, I have a, a couple clients that did confine to me about some of their personal experiences with some of their family members. Mm. And he'd be like, hey, or what about this? And we, we're talking about the same stuff. Yeah. And it's like, they, I don't think the, I don't know the, the in depth of their personal experience, but the general experiences is just about the same mm-hmm. like the lack of help um what you were saying now the resources is probably much better but it's like hey how do we how do we move forward to do the proper work to get them the proper help yeah true it's it, that's the tough part yeah and and stuff like like um creating awareness and doing our products like that you really can only get that knowledge from people who lived it or experienced it. True. Like, and if you can't get it from a person with that, that can communicate it, you gotta get it from the people around and that know how this go. Right. Because like you said, with the police officer and, uh, and everybody else, they only gonna do it for money. Soon as somebody had a good idea, like the government, the city would jump on top of it and then turn into um, raising money for a foundation. <laughs> right, And right. we don't never know where this money going. Exactly, or you know where it's going Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and the whole time they just funneling money through they, each other and they, they don't never help nobody else. So it, it got to come from an authentic place. And then that's where people will really get that benefit from it. Because we, we, it's, it's somebody <laughs> that me, the family talk about called bipolar all the time. And right. it's like, but that's not she, a joke. Exactly. It's not. And it's, and it's like, even if, she may show signs of that. That might not really be the thing of what's going on. It right. just it could be anything. It could so be. So you don't play with stuff like that, right? And and like you made the point about, hey, the family make a joke, and it's like, hey, that person could really be suffering. Exactly. Exactly. In their own little way, and it can right. be channeling that suffering into like different types of abuse within themselves. Yeah. Because sometimes it could be like, hey, I'm experiencing this issue. And they keep calling me crazy and I'm telling them I'm not crazy. I'm not yeah. crazy. Cause usually people that's always categorized as crazy, they're in denial. Yeah. Like my mother was in denial. About what was going on? Oh, definitely. Definitely in denial. So you'll say something to her and she'd be like, No, I'm not. I, Cause I've never even addressed it. Nobody to her. ever did. 
her face. No, uh, I just was more so like my my addressing was mine. You see what's going on? Uh, I ain't label she her. Said no. Yeah, no. I never label her like mine. You crazy? I'm like you see what's going on. And be like no, 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 no. And when we finally had the case manager um, involved, and when she got the diagnosis, it was just like yeah, I know what's going on. She would say that. She finally admitted. Wow. And that was what nineteen. So she, like we said, she knew what she was doing. At that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just like, but some other people, they'd be like, it's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And right. you'd be like, okay. Yeah, and the world could see that there's something going on. Right, and then you got the world looking at you and just letting you be in your space without saying, hey, don't you think we really need to look towards getting yeah. that person some help? Yeah. I wish, I wish you had a bigger support system. Oh man! It would have. I think it would have made a difference. It, my my support system was small. Yeah, I it was. Think, I think it would have made a difference because, like I said, it's it's just a thing of um, people just brush stuff stuff off. Right. Crazy is 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 not knowing. Like when you don't know what's going on, it's crazy. Somebody acting a certain way, she crazy, he crazy, and it's like yeah. people just brush, once you use that word, it's like ignore it yeah. type thing. So, <laughs> Is, is but people gotta pay more attention. Like that's the whole. I think that's the biggest part of mental health is paying attention, because it's significant. If you don't give it no attention, then it's like it's gonna be ignored. It grow and it gets worse and it gets worse. So people gotta be mindful and pay attention. And stuff. so they out on Baltimore city streets, and they gotta deal with that world on their own. Exactly. And that ain't no waste place. You won't get no answers. No, that's just gonna not. run into more people with the same stuff, and they gonna just make a bigger problem, bigger issue. Cause then it's normal when you come yep. across people that act the same way, or or, or uh, a bunch of people that's living the same way. It's normal because mm-hmm. we all doing this now. So maybe I ain't crazy. Maybe ain't nothing going down. Yeah. Maybe it ain't nothing wrong because they living how I'm living. Yep. So and they be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's very that's very um. It's a very interesting topic, and I really hope you do that. <laughs> I hope you do something, but, but I'll help you if you want. I'll help you for real, because I definitely think people need to know yeah. and hear about this stuff. Even, even if, like, it starts, um, you got you children that's going through issues. Mm-hmm. Like, um, big time. Big, like, seriously, even mm-hmm. the um, acting out with their parents and they thinking like, oh, my child got ADHD or yeah. got this and that. Let me just put them on this medicine. Mm-hmm. No, you can like rechannel that energy to like active sports or something like that. Because mm-hmm. you got to think, they don't teach us this in school. Nah. This nah. ain't being spoken about in school. You got kids in middle school that's going through some some tough times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. places in schools just want to, as long as you ain't bothering me, and go into this other class or a parent might feel like that. You you got these ADHD on this acting crazy while always in trouble. If you ain't bothering me, then you good. We'll just let them people deal with it. That's, right. That's where it be starting from. Right. I've seen that too. I, I can imagine. I've seen that too. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, I can only it's imagine crazy. experiencing like that school life with them kids and they not even getting the proper that they need. Nah. That's like, the main thing. Attention is a lot of it. They need to attention, mm-hmm. real attention. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, any anything else you want to share on the topic? Um, just my thing is, um, basically, 
if you see people experiencing like any kind of abnormal um display of stuff be mindful of what they're going through don't um be using it as a clutch to joke them mm-hmm. um try to seek help and help them mm-hmm. however you can because they really do need the help yeah and like don't turn your back on them because mm-hmm. that's just something that you just don't want to do you don't want them to deteriorate in their own mental health yeah real, because real. it can happen yeah definitely definitely and you are an advocate for therapy <laughs> yeah okay. yeah definitely go see, get some therapy if yeah you yeah the family I, probably need therapy too. Yeah, yeah. I second that. I definitely agree with that. Um, so uh, in closing, I definitely appreciate you even bringing this to me. Like I always <laughs> tell, I tell everybody any well, sensitive um, or personal topics and you, and you want to share on here, like yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> and I, I appreciate it that is willing, you willing to share it on here. So I'm thankful. And I hope that anybody, I hope that it helps somebody or even if somebody hear this that don't experience it themselves or haven't been through it themselves, give it to somebody that has, you know, that has been through it or somebody that can help just to share it with them because you never know. Anybody yeah. could be going through it or experiencing it or you know somebody that's been dealing with the same type of situation and this could be a relief for yes. them and it could help them a lot. So I definitely appreciate you being oh, vulnerable and sharing this. Yes, so, you're welcome. And, um, it took me... A long time. I'll be 36 in July. Mm. And for me to really be open right now mm. and share it, I'd be like talking to my house, like little bits and pieces. Yeah. But to do something like this, I'm like, okay, hey, you know what? I think it's time for me to share my truth, my yeah. story. Yeah. I, and I definitely, I definitely, I agree because it's, it's important. It's important to get it off your chest and vent. And like, like I, like I was talking about last week with um, Wanda, she, it was, it was, after we left, she still was going on. I, she ain't never, she never talked about this stuff. Like, never opened up. I asked her certain questions that I asked on the, the show. Yeah. And when I asked her before, she said she don't know. But when she got on here, she let it go. So that was helpful for me. That was therapeutic for me. So yeah. I think all these type of sessions are therapeutic and helpful. And everybody watching this, make sure you follow Ashley and tell her to do this nonprofit. <laughs> tell her to do something to create awareness because we need to get this word out here. And help some people. And um, I'm going to definitely tag her. In everything. <laughs> so make sure you let her know. If you're sitting in her chair and you watch this, make sure you let her know. Don't, tell her don't be shy. Get on top of it and help and put it out there. Because this is helping. It's definitely helping. Yeah. But we can help a lot more people. And you got my word. I'm okay. definitely down to help if, if, if need be. So um, like I said before. Oh, anything else you want to share? No, that's it. <laughs> Check out Ashley B. Hair. Go uh, book an appointment. Get your hair done and all that. Uh, Her shop is easy to find. It's a big store, big salon right on the corner. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Check out her work. But, oh, and also, like I said before, uh, check out that um, hairstylist episode. She was on a hairstyles episode. That was real the fun. The first one. Yeah, very first one. It was real fun, real interesting. Learned a lot with that one. And uh, check that one out as well. Subscribe to the YouTube and the podcast apps. And if you want that promo, you want your business promoted on here, promoted on here, 
holla at me. I got good commercials. I'm like Jimmy the Boxer. Like, I had you. I, I get you right. I had you right on 90 TQ and all that. But no, a 100th episode. I'm very excited. Cindy, come here. You know we kept saying shush and, and don't do that. Come here, Cindy. Come on. Show your face. Come on. Come on. This is the one making all the noise. Come on. This baby Ashley, baby Cindy, right? Come on. Come you, don't want, you don't want to say hi? Just say hi to the camera. Now she want to be shy. Look, come she here. She was just making all that noise. Say hi to the camera. Say hi. <laughs> this little Cindy, she was, she was being, keep trying to get our attention the whole time. But right. thank you for being here again. It's episode 100, <laughs> The Milestone. Look out for the brunch in the Trap House Party Part 2. The merch. Holla at me. I'm going to get that website fixed. <laughs> we out. We need answers <laughs> podcast. Be down. And guess what? We need answers. Fresh up out the track. All right. Uh, 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 bitch, I hustle hard, gotta get that bag. Uh, uh, bitch, I'm with the gang and my whole team drag. Uh, uh, you talking about some money, bitch, you need some more, you need some more. Mike, Mike, and Wong got that way, bitch, watch your boat, bitch, watch your boat. How about this person?